B2B marketing and sales can be tough to master. Sales cycles can be long, and buyers are notoriously difficult to close. That's why you need Minds On at your side. We're a B2B marketing and digital agency that's helped more than 200 clients evolve their brands, win more business, and succeed more often. And we're ready to help you. Visit www.mindson.com today to schedule your no-obligation consultation. Now, on to today's program. I'm your host, Dan Harris, and welcome back to another episode of Minds on B2B. Thank you so much, everyone, for clicking, subscribing, sharing, downloading, and, of course, listening to our podcast. This is a weekly show dedicated to helping busy B2B executives, marketers, and sales professionals stay informed, learn something new, and perhaps apply a lesson learned or run with an idea shared by our guests. As we say at Minds On, all of our minds together are better than any one mind alone. Who knows? You just might like what you hear, connect, and network with us. Hello, and welcome back to Minds On B2B. This is Dan Harris, your host. And today, we're going to talk about webinars. Because, number one, webinars are consistently ranked at the top of the most effective ways to reach your buyers and build thought leadership. And on our episode today, the topic is going to be Webinar 101. And our expert on webinars today is Daniel Voss. He's a director of marketing for GoToWebinar, which is a leading web events platform with more than 50,000 customers. And he's a passionate B2B digital marketer and a black belt in webinars. So it's going to be exciting to have him on the show. So, Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan, for having me. I'm really excited to be on the show today. And yes, it's true. Webinars can consistently rank as some of the most effective ways to drive not only demand, but really drive engagement with people. And that's, you know, obviously I with GoToWebinar, so I have uh, a big, big piece of excitement about webinars. But what they really help with and, and how they're unique in my mind is that they offer an opportunity for you to really engage with customers in a personal way at scale. And I think there's basically no other tactic that allows you to do that. If you if you think of podcasts and video, there isn't really a two-way going on. And, and so that is where I think webinars are unique and why they are so effective, especially as you get further down into the funnel in really building trust with your audience and driving that engagement and getting the audience to talk back to you. Um, so I, I think that's why they're effective and why they should be a part of everybody's tool set and certainly why I have been drawn to them. So a little bit of background. I started out in digital marketing. Uh, I was with a German company that was one of the first in email marketing. So the German version of Yahoo, basically. And that was very much a startup when the Internet was young. And over time, I went from digital over to expand more and more into B2B. And I got really excited about B2B because I feel in B2B, you've got like so many little dials and levers that you can pull. But what in a way to me was missing was a more personal way to communicate. And that's what drew me to webinars. Okay, so it's interesting because you talked about the mid-funnel and building trust. But when you think of webinars, can you talk a little bit about the importance of building awareness, I mean, and generating engagement even at the top of the funnel and how webinars help you do that. Yeah. So, you know, obviously if you have, it very much depends on the topic that you go with. So today we're talking about Webinar 101. We did a big 
analysis of all the sessions hosted on GoToWebinar. So we looked at about 350,000 webinars run on GoToWebinar to, among other things, find out which topics really work. And there are certain formulas that work really well. And you'll be familiar with them from blog posts or really any type of other content. Listicles work really well, right? The nine ways, the 55 ways, uh, although 55, you're probably going to run out of time in the webinar. Uh, then what works really well is uh, basic topics, right? So saying, hey, this is the beginner's guide or a 101. Newsjacking also works kind of well, whatever the 2019 trends for X, right? And so if you think of the top of the funnel, then if you have a pretty open topic that can really help you drive names in the door uh, at the top of the funnel. So for example, we have one webinar coming up called uh, slide tips to really make your designs pop. So that's coming up and we have, uh, we've promoted it for about two weeks, mostly to our own email list. We have over 3000 people registered for that. So talk about top of the funnel, right? You have a topic that has broad appeal and that is great at the top of the funnel to really drive names in the door. And then as you know, you nurture and continue the conversation with these prospects, you can get closer to your product in terms of your topics. So uh, webinar 101 obviously is a great topic for us because it means the people on the other side are interested in running webinars, so they're uniquely qualified for our product. And as we get further down into that, we talk about specifics for specific use cases. So we might talk about how to host an amazing training on a webinar. And that really helps us qualify the audience, learn about uh, the people on the other side over time and really segment, micro segment the audience that we have to have a specific message and also to hand over that information to the sales team so that they can have a very tailored a very detailed follow-up that ends up being really personal. That's wonderful. And when you you mentioned 2,000 people on a webinar, so that's a huge number, and you said uh, something around two weeks. I mean, how, uh, from a website and uh, marketing perspective and campaigns, how soon should you start marketing your webinar to get that kind of reach in a B2B space? So, We've looked at that too. So we looked at when did people sign up for these webinars? So 350,000 uh, webinars, uh, that was one piece of analysis that we did. Then we looked at another sample where we looked at 850,000 people that had signed up for webinars. And we looked at when did they sign up? And it turns out that about 15% of people that sign up for webinars do so two and more weeks in advance. So three weeks, four weeks in advance. Then it's interesting that up to 30% of people sign up on the very last day. And so what that means for promotion is basically that you should start as early as you can. Sometimes, obviously, there are restrictions, right? We send multiple messages to our email list, so we don't always have time to run a promotion for four weeks. So in this case, we started uh, we started at the two-week mark, which I think, you know, you're missing 15%, so that means you've got... Uh, enough uh, people left to have a meaningful promotion. But ideally, if you have the time frame, start early, start four weeks out. And then don't forget to remind until the very last day. So the majority of people sign up the day before and the day off the webinar. So make sure you keep the promotions going until the very end. So can you tell the audience what you're going to talk about in 101? 
Yes. Well, so, I mean, as with anything, you want to give beginners a good understanding of what the different elements are that are required for whatever you're teaching. So in this case, for a webinar, if I think about a webinar, I think about the, the process for a webinar, right? So I will have to plan and prepare the webinar, right? I will have to find a date that ideally works for, for as many people as possible. I will have to come up with a topic. I will have to create the content for it. Then I'm thinking of promoting the webinar, right? Now, great, I have a time set. I have an idea of what I'm going to talk about. Now, how am I going to get people to actually show up on the day? So there's a whole process to promoting it. Next up is actually hosting the event. How can I make it engaging? How can I make sure that people actually stay on for the whole duration of the webinar? How do I deliver value and actionable insights and really get people to lean in and take that information in? So that is engaging and hosting the webinar. And then after that, how do I follow up? How do I make sure that I turn that engagement that I had in the live event into a benefit for my business? How do I turn that into leads how I turn that how do I turn that into sales how do I turn that into conversation into conversations that really lead to an outcome for me as a business so those are those are the big parts that I think about when I talk about webinars and when I look at the 101 it's really hey this is the process here are the say the the 20% that are going to get you 80% of the results so that's that's how I think about a, a 101 is give them the information that will help them achieve the majority of the result without making it too complex. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a great statistic to throw out there. And um, that was kind of leading into my next question. Of the, the processes that you've defined, what are those 20% that give you 80% results? Yes. Well, here they are. <laughs> so here goes. <laughs> In terms of topics, we already talked about one important thing, and that is coming up with a topic that resonates, right? So if you think about what resonates, people, you know, on the other side, if you're talking B2B, you're going to have a professional and their their main their main needs are learning something to improve their day-to-day performance in business, right? So they're going to want to know how to improve and apply this to their work. So what works accordingly is how to as a topic. So teach them th- something. What works is anything related to industry news and industry trends. And those are two of, you know, if you like, again, going for a 20% that get you the 80%, these are two areas to home in on. So either a how-to topic or something that's trending that's completely new to your industry and industry trend. So these are the topics, the general topics that you should home in on. And then we talked a little bit about titles, right? So what works really well is lists. That just works well in general. What also works is anything that has how-to in the title, always a winner. So you can improve your general webinar title just by adding a how-to, framing it in a how-to. 101 trends, those are all good topics. Uh, and we actually have a post, and we'll share that in the show notes, on how to pick a winning webinar title. So that is the setup, right? You know, the 20%. You need to have a great topic and you need to package it in a title that actually draws people in. Now, the next thing that you should do is find a date and time that works. 
<clears throat> and that one's actually easy. So again, we've done research on this. There are three days in the week. They work roughly equally well. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So host all your webinars on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, because these are the days that generally work best. Now, in terms of timing, if you're in the US, you should do it at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific West Coast time and uh, accordingly uh, on the East Coast. So these times are generally the times that have the most attendees that work the best. And yes, you're going to have a lot of competition by other webinars in that time frame. But let's be honest, we're not attending webinars every day. So the likelihood of you hitting your audience are best on those days and at those times. So if you're going 20% for 80%, then there you go. Those are the times and days that you should schedule for. All right, so that kind of sums up how you prepare and plan, right? Now you have to actually create content. And as you think about content, one mistake that many, many people do is that they go pretty hard on their pitch and they go pretty soft on the content. So what you want to do instead is you really want to deliver value. You want to deliver actionable insights that people can take away and that they can use immediately in their day-to-day -day work. So save the pitch for later. Build credibility and trust first by delivering really great content. Something that, think about the way I think about my slides when I start creating content for a webinar is average insights per minute. How can I maximize the average insights that I drive per minute? And that's if you hear me on the podcast today, that's why I talk in statistics a lot. And what are the stats and what are the takeaways so that you on the other side have an immediate takeaway when you implement uh, when you implement what I taught. So you should really think about this as an opportunity to teach and not necessarily as a lead gen opportunity. The lead gen will follow, but the important thing is that you focus on high quality of the con in itself. I think that's incredibly important. Are the statistics any better if it's two individuals delivering the webinar? Does that help in any way or does that hinder? That helps and you should mix up the format. So I sometimes do topics where I run the entire webinar. But what we do more frequently is that we have a guest on, a guest speaker, and that we both contribute to the event. And I'll, I'll get to that when we talk about promotion, but it really makes sense to have multiple people on. At, at a minimum, try, if, if you have a team, try to have someone be the moderator just to mix it up because it can be kind of monotone listening to one person mm -hmm. speaking and the audience leans in whenever there's a change. So changing it up with the moderator, having Q&A all throughout and responding to that, that is helpful in terms of drawing people back in. So we like to mix up the content. I'd say probably more than two thirds of our uh, webinars are run in a multi-presenter setup where I have guest speakers and we talk about a topic jointly. In this section of building content, is there a process you go through that the listeners could follow and how to build that content, build those slides out if you're collaborating with someone? Yeah. So obviously if I, if I do it by myself or even if I do it with a, with a guest speaker, I usually start with an outline. So I have the topic that I want to talk about. I have it encapsulated in a title. Now, what are the three to nine things max that I want to deliver, right? Nine is kind of stretching it. You're going to run into limitations on time, right? So, but if you, for example, when I go webinar 101, I'm going to cover the four phases 
And that starts building my outline. So, and I, I feel like that's helpful when you have a guest speaker on as well, is if you have an opinion on what the rough outline for the event should be. And then you can work with a guest speaker to home in on what the final outline is, but start rough. Hey, what are the main topics that I want to cover? A good way to think about that is as you capture your topic, think about what's in it for your audience, right? We talked about teaching and we talked about making it actionable. Think about phrasing that in a way of what's in it for them. And an easy way to do that is just coming up with a quick bullet list of in this webinar, you will learn and do three to five bullets. That gives you a rough idea of what you think the takeaways are going to be. And that helps you structure your outline and determine what content you want to put in that outline. Good advice. That sounds like a lot like uh, learning theory and writing teaching objectives. Yeah, it, yeah. It's very related to that because that's, that's the mindset that you need. The mindset is to try and teach rather than try and milk information out of people, right? Like that's, that's the wrong, wrong way of going about things. The other thing that we haven't talked about is getting on camera, right? You should always be on camera. So there are, or unfortunately, 60%, more than 60% of presenters, so when we've done a survey, say, oh, well, you know, I have a face for radio. I don't really want to get on camera. And that's a mistake. You should get on camera. Because on the flip side, when we ask the audience, when we ask attendees, what do you think of webcam video, the presenter be on webcam? Is that distracting or is it engaging? 86% say it's very or somewhat engaging, right? So, and it doesn't really matter. You know, this is not, you're not going to be on TV. This is, this is to make you approachable and to build a relationship. And it's much easier to build a relationship with someone if you can actually see them look them in the eye while they're presenting, if you can see all their quirks. And I, that's what I tell our customers. The quirks are a good thing, right? You want to come across as, the, as a real person because that's, who people, that's what people relate to. You relate to real people. You don't relate to a business website. And this is, we talked about this earlier, right? This is where I think webinars are unique. You have an opportunity to connect on a personal level. Something that your website can never do. Your website is always going to be somewhat artificial and you're going to have some somewhat artificial language, even if you do it well. But being there on video yourself, you can't help but be you. <laughs> so so that's yeah. why I recommend everybody to get on webcam. I agree with you. That's great advice. And it, it's that whole three steps, right? Get to know me, get to like me, and then trust me and then do business. And I think yeah, webinars give you that ability if you're utilizing that video component. And I, 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 content is so important. When you when you think about content from a visual perspective on a slide, I know you're going to be doing a, a slide presentation, but can you can you talk a little bit about the importance of uh, slide design as it relates to content and yeah. webinars? Yes. So think about the people on the other side. They might be on their mobile. Uh, they're going to be distracted, right? They're going to have Facebook and email and everything else going on. So you want to keep, like my general rule for rule for slides uh, is one idea per, uh, one idea per slide, right? So go with heavy visuals, very little text. Go for at least thirty points uh, in terms of text size, and just keep it light on the copy and heavy on the images. It has two benefits. One, it's going to make your slides look way better. Are going to look striking and B, it also helps you in delivering your content 
to structure it like a visual roadmap. So you have a picture that encapsulates the idea of what you want to talk about on that slide, and that helps you stay on track and keep focused. And it also helps your audience stay with you instead of reading ahead, right? You know the typical slide presentations. Here are 15 bullets on the slide, and I'm going to click through all the bullets, and everybody's going to read ahead, and nobody's actually with me, right? So don't do that. Focus on just simple image, short headline, and then the delivery is up to you, and the delivery is really where the value is. So that's that's how it think about that. Again, we have a webinar coming up on that and it may be over when this episode airs, but in that case, even better, we're going to have a recording of it. So we'll talk all about how to create amazing slide presentations for webinars in a webinar. So be sure to check out the notes and we'll have a link handy for that. Fantastic. So is there is there anything else that a new person who's looking to do webinars uh, needs to be aware of? Yes. If you think about promotion, the best way to promote is number one, email. Email is the number one tactic that is going to drive registrations for you. So in an ideal world, you'll already have an email list of customers and prospects. And that list is going to be the prime driver for the audience for your webinar. So so that's why you know I focused initially on on the middle of the funnel, because that means you already have someone who's engaged. So if, you, if you're if you starting with an audience of zero, webinars can be one way to uh, get people onto your list in the first place, but it's probably not the best way to build a list. Email, number one tactic. So if we look at how much that drives for us, email drives over 80% of our registrations come from email. Now, the other interesting part to that is the second best way is someone else's email. So it's also email. So that's why co-marketing is is so important and is a great way to amplify the reach of your webinars and, and something that we do really frequently. We'll find someone who has an adjacent topic to what we talk about. So obviously being GoToWebinar, we talk about webinars. So think of adjacent topics. Adjacent topics could be landing pages. So there are a lot of landing page tools out there that we partner with. Think of email marketing, right? All these emails, the follow-ups, all of that needs to be delivered. So we have a good overlap in audience with email marketing companies. So we actively reach out to companies that have a similar audience and an adjacent product, and we co-market. So basically, that means we will invite our list to the webinar. The partner invites their list. We bring a speaker from our side and a speaker from their side, and we tackle a topic that is relevant to both our audiences. And so email and co-marketing... If you do nothing else, these are great ways to drive the audience for your webinars. Of course, you should share it on social and put it on your website. But realistically, if you only have time for one thing, email to your list. If you have time for two things, find a partner to do it with. And that is really going to help you have the best impact. Again, thinking Pareto principle, investing 20% to get the 80. Okay. Okay. So promotion, um, we talked already a little bit about how, how far in advance. Uh, that you should do that. So you said, you know, three to four weeks out, two weeks is still good. You get the percentage of those type of things coming in. Now, when you get those lists, how do you re-engage that audience from a promotions perspective to come back and uh, watch the on-demand version of the uh, webinar? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So, so the average attendance rate for a marketing type webinar is between thirty-five and forty percent. So, I'd say if you're if you're getting forty percent, you're doing pretty well. Uh, if you're getting thirty-five percent, that's uh, that's probably about average. If you're getting less than thirty percent, uh, you could probably improve a little bit. But what's what's interesting to me is that if we we've looked at the top one hundred webinars hosted on GoToWebinar, and about forty percent of these top one hundred have a terrible attendance rate. They may have an attendance rate that is like 15%, 18%. So why is that? Well, that is because they're really great at driving mass registrants. And so so in the end, I feel promotion and reaching as many potential registrants as possible is going to help you more than working on attendance rate. So attendance rate, getting it beyond 40% is is really, really hard. That said, the one thing that you should do is make sure that you send reminder emails, right? And usually every webinar tool should make this really easy for you. They're automated. You can set your schedule. The schedule that we found works the best for us uh, and pretty much for anybody I know that does webinars is a week before, a day before, an hour before. Uh, that really works well as a as a reminder cadence for anybody who's already signed up to make sure that they can attend. And the number one reason, so when we talk to people that haven't attended the webinar or why they haven't attended, the number one reason is, well, I have a conflict, right? I have a conflict. I have another meeting at that time. So if you have a topic that you know is going to work great, and if you have the time, a great and easy way to expand your audience is by just hosting the same event twice. Host it on a Wednesday at 10 and then host it on the Thursday at 11 and offer these two options at sign up. And you will maximize attendance because more people will find a slot that fits their calendar. The other thing that you should always do is as you invite people and as you um, get them to your landing page, talk about how you will make a replay, a recording of the webinar available to anybody who signs up to maximize your sign up rate, even if they don't attend. Because the number two reason why people uh, don't attend is 26% say, well, I didn't attend because I didn't want to attend in the first place. I want to watch this on demand. I don't want to be there live. I don't have the time to be there live. I don't want to be there for an hour. I just want to grab the highlights. And so there is a significant part of the audience that has no intention of ever attending live. They're just in it to get the on-demand version. So make sure that you always record your webinars and always make these on-demand recordings available and tell people upfront that you're going to be recording this and you're going to share the recording out with anybody who signs up. It's interesting you said that. So 26 per se, they just want to grab the highlights, uh, so they don't want to they don't want to really attend. And I know, like on podcasts, we put in show notes. So when you do that, do you also include, or do you recommend including transcripts? Yes. So I, I would totally recommend it. I feel like it's it's not something that most people do. Usually, there's just the recording. There's no transcript. And um, Funnily enough, <laughs> as being go to web, <laughs> we have just released a, a platform that does just that, and we have transcripts and beta. So, as part of go to webinar, as part of a go to webinar subscription, you get something called Go to Stage, which is basically a platform that hosts all of your recordings. So, you get a page that has all your past recorded content on it. You can group it, you can drag and drop stuff around, you can feature things, and each of these. So, again, in beta right now, we have transcripts which transcribes everything that was said on the webinar, makes it available on the replay page so that as people watch your replay, they can actually look through the transcript. They can even click into the transcript and start the webinar at that moment. 
And uh, it also provides a highlight reel of the most interesting moments in the webinar screenshots so that people can also use the screenshots to navigate the webinar. And so all of that is for the 26% of people that say, hey, I only want to watch that on demand. How can I make sure that I quickly grab the most interesting stuff? So that's new and go to webinar, uh, go to stage as a way to host all that stuff. And then transcripts and beta right now um, in general availability due later this year so that you can actually get the full transcript and make it super easy for people to consume your on-demand content. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled and excited to hear that. And I really love the fact that when you're talking and communicating to our listeners too, you're communicating why you're doing it. And you said earlier, think about the webinar guest. And to know that 26% is there and then you build out uh, innovation within the platform to make it easier uh, kudos to you and the team. That's that's fantastic. Well, um, we need to wrap up here in a few minutes. So, is there is there one last thing that you'd like to share to the audience would uh, help them get started with webinars and be be more informed as they go about it? Yes, there's one crucial thing to actually get results, and that one crucial thing is we're doing these because we're ex expecting a business outcome. So, to get to that business outcome, you need a hook. And that hook uh, we recommend to be somewhere two thirds into the webinar. So after you've built that cred credibility, after you've delivered those high actionable insights per minute, you basically now have permission from the audience to tell them how you can help them further. And that is where your hook, your call to action comes in. And so the way we do this is uh, we use polls. Polls are an essential part of webinars because A, it gets you, helps you get a better read on the audience. So we usually um, start one very early that asks a question like, hey, are you beginner, intermediate, or advanced? So that I can get an understanding of the composition of the audience and can tailor my delivery to that. Um, this also helps the audience to lean in, right? The moment they interact with the tool, the moment they ask a question, participate in the poll, they're more likely to stick around until the end. The other great way to use polls is to segment the audience. So any information that will be helpful for you and your follow-up is a great thing to put into a poll. And the last way to use them is that hook that I just talked about. And that basically the way we do this is we deliver all those actionable insights. And then we say, hey, are you interested in having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with us about how we can help you improve your webinar programs? And we get them, again, we launch a poll that says either, yes, I'm interested in having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone from GoToWebinar, or no thanks, I'm good for now. And we do the same for the partner. So if we have a co-hosted webinar, we have the same question for the partner. Hey, are you interested in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the partner? And that is prime material for your follow-up. So these are the people that we prioritize for follow-up and reach back out and engage with and have a conversation. And that is why webinars are great to drive business results is because you get an understanding of who is in the market for your solution right now. And you get people to raise their hand about having a continued conversation. And so that is the last crucial element to webinars is make sure that you have a hook and make sure that you can use that to follow up with the parts of the audience that are the most engaged. Well, Daniel, thank you so much. I mean, you've delivered tremendous value on the podcast today. So Daniel, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, learn more about GoToWebinar, 
or maybe even attend webinars? How do they do that? So there's um, three good ways. Number one is uh, get in touch with me. I'm on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is the best way to connect with me. So if you want to connect personally, just hit me up on LinkedIn, Daniel Voss, and we're going to be sharing the, uh, the links to my profiles in the show notes. A good way to understand of what's going on at GoToWebinar is just to follow me on Twitter. So Daniel Voss on Twitter. Uh, that's where I tweet all about uh, what we found and the webinars that are coming up. And then lastly, uh, check out the GoToWebinar blog and, and sign up for blog updates because that's where we share all of this type of information that I just talked about regularly and, and push that out and help you understand how to do webinars better. So those are the three ways. All right. Thank you so much. And guests, if you have any questions for me or you'd like to be a guest on the show, uh, reach out to me via email at dan.harris at mindson.com or you can find me on LinkedIn at Andy D. Harris. All right, Daniel, thank you so much. And I really appreciate your time. And I look forward to having you on another episode. And uh, we talked a little bit pre-show about potentially doing something uh, around slide tips. That would be fantastic. Thanks a lot, Dan, for having me. Uh, and I had a great time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And I hope to connect with all of you soon. All right, until next time, this is Dan Harris. Stay curious, connect often, and learn well. Thanks for listening to today's Minds On B2B podcast. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe. Also, feel free to share this episode with your peers and colleagues so we can keep bringing you quality content from the best minds in B2B. Until next time, from all of us at Minds On, have a great week.